Hello and welcome. This is Karen Modikaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I'm so excited. I've been, as you know, having really busy weeks, and I've been cultivating this group of women who I'm going to coach for the next year. And we start tomorrow. It's my enough group. And it's a fantastic group of women. And they're going to show up and be enough. And we're going to work to them being the leaders of their lives in the both their personal lives and professionally. So I'm really, really excited about that. And oftentimes I don't give up my weekends, but we start out with our weekend retreat and to lay the foundation for enough. So it's going to be just fantastic. And I'm really, really thrilled. And as I say that, I want to ask you, what's new with you? And email me, let me know what's new. And if you go like I used to, oh, nothing's new, which is the same old, same old. What about starting to create something new for yourself? And again, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It could be another new thing I've been doing that I really loved is I get up in the mornings and I read and I, there's a couple of different books that I choose from. And I really like that. I like reading before anybody else gets up or in my house, my husband gets up quite early too. So, but I like to have that time. And I guess the other thing that's new is that I joined a new gym and uh, to go and do some working out in, even though I still do my back class up with my physical therapist, but I wanted to have a place where I can go do some exercises um, as well. And so I haven't been at this gym since I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now a freshman in college. So that was a long time ago. That was 1999. So was that 19 years ago that I was a member at this gym? I've been at other gyms and stuff, but I've come back. So what's what's old is new again, but that's what's going on with me. And today I'm here to talk about something that's so important. It's the lies we tell ourselves. We're so good at telling ourselves lies. And honestly, think about it. If you were to have a relationship with somebody who told you lies, how would you feel about that relationship? Would you be okay with a friend, a partner, a lover, a family member who lied to you? Would that be okay? But we tell ourselves lies all the time. And why do we allow that to happen? Why are we okay with lying to ourselves? It's usually because you don't even know that they're lies. You haven't even questioned them. You've just accepted the voices in your head. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show or even just recent listener, you understand that we talk a lot about our stories. What are the stories in our head? They can be the shame gremlins. They could be our subconscious programming. And when I talk about that, I mean the messages that we receive throughout our lives. It can be from our family of origin. It can be from our cultural programming of who you need to be to be safe in this world, who you need to be and who are you allowed to be. And we have so much going on in this world right now that's coming up in in our current society. And, and there's the hearings that are going on right now. And women are being brave and speaking up and going against some of the programming of what we were told was okay throughout our lives. So I want to go back to the, the lies we tell ourselves. And here are some lies. You may resonate with some of these and some of them you may not. So here's one. I'm not smart. It's all my fault. I'm not a good friend. 
This one was told to me this week by a client who is anything but this. I'm not disciplined. I'm lazy. Do any of those lies, do they filter in the back of your head? Think about that. Do you hear those voices in your head throughout the week or throughout the day? When I asked my client, she said, well, I'm lazy. And I said, well, is that true? And she's not lazy. Does she sometimes want to take a break? Absolutely. But does that mean you're lazy? No. That is programming that she picked up somewhere along the line of her life. And it has been useful for her because that lie created fear and shame, which then ignited her into taking action. The problem with that lie and that process of using fear is that she's exhausted and she's doing what other people want her to do instead of what she wants to do. So those are some of the lies. Another lie, and this happens all the time, is I'm not pretty enough. How many of you know of somebody who's so beautiful and so pretty and they're like, I'm not pretty? The lies that we tell ourselves, it's an opinion. We don't, there's not one standard way. I used to think so growing up and hearing this half Korean kid with, you know, that's half white and looks already looks so different than the rest of the world. And I thought, wow, you know, Christy Brinkley, like that's what pretty is. That's one person's version of pretty. But what is pretty enough for you? And really like you liking your own self. But these are the lies we tell ourselves. What's the standard we're measuring ourselves against? You know, here's the famous, there's something wrong with me. We love to indulge in that. There's something wrong with me. Well, maybe there is, but there's, and I, instead of there's something wrong with you and how do you feel? Typically shame is that we have strengths and we have flaws. We all do. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no dark. There's no such thing as not having a dark side. We all have it. And at times you're not going to be your best self. Like you're not supposed to be perfect because there is no such thing. And as perfection, nothing is perfect. And our, our hustling for perfection is the birthplace for shame. And we, all these voices in the back of our head are already creating shame. So we're adding more dirty pain. Here's one that's been a favorite of mine. I'm responsible for everything. <laughs> Nothing will get done without me. It's all on me. That's, that is a lie we tell ourselves. Isn't it amazing when we get sick or something happens and the world keeps going? Our families can keep moving. We don't have to be responsible for everything. That is a f- fantastic lie that we love to tell ourselves and burden ourselves with. Here's one that I'm really trying to get people to see because there's so much relief in it. But until you stop believing in this lie, it caught so much pain. So the lie is I'm responsible for how other people feel. Our feelings come from our thoughts. Our feelings come from our thoughts. I said that twice because we often think that somebody else did something to make us feel a certain way. Instead, what happens is you may show up and say something and it's in between what you say and the interpretation of what somebody makes it mean is what creates their feeling. You are not responsible for other people's feelings. You are responsible for the energy you bring into the space, the emotional energy. You're responsible for how do you show up. So if you come in and you blast somebody and you tell them they're a horrible person and you yell at them and create words that aren't so respectful, that's not great energy you're bringing in. But if you're being kind and if you're being direct and you're communicating, 
the interpretation that the other person is going through is what's creating their feelings. So we are not responsible for how other people feel. You cannot make somebody happy. You can titillate them. You can, you know, blow them up. You can blow smoke and give them these, you know, uh, tell them they're so wonderful. They're so beautiful. And it can kind of puff them up, but it's not going to be long lasting because unless they believe it inside of themselves, it doesn't, it's just not going to stay there. So then they will be just approval whoring. Here's another lie that we like to tell ourselves. I have to wait until they tell me what to do. I coach like really smart people who are overachievers who are really brilliant. And I swear this conversation has been going on the last couple of weeks with different clients. There's always these themes of, oh, well, I'm getting this new position and I'm waiting for them to tell me what I need to do. And Corinne, you know, I really like structure and I really like frameworks. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's so disorganized. I just don't know what to do. And I would say, well, why don't you create a plan, right? Because you be the boss of you, you be the leader of your life. And it doesn't mean that you're going to come in like a bull in a china shop and demand, but maybe you can help solve the problem. Maybe you can put forward something, be the leader of your life instead of sitting there and waiting, waiting for permission, waiting for them to tell you how your job is going to be right? Help them come up with a solution. And for those of you that are in leadership positions, think about it when you have an employee who's proactive and who, you know, can come to you and say, here is the problems that we have. And here's how I think my position can solve it. Does that help you? Or does that take away? Right? Like I think about when people ask me, to write a letter of recommendation. And I have a lot of those that go on, especially with um, the athletes that I've coached and or former employees, and they want a letter of recommendation when they give me the information of, you know, where do I need to send it to? Who, who am I addressing? What is it that they're looking for? That's so much easier than can you just write me a letter of recommendation? I have to use a lot of brain juice on that. So when you're an employee and you're waiting for this position, use your voice again, in a compassionate manner, not puffed up, but offer up what you can offer. What are the problems and how you can help solve that problem? They may say no, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough or smart enough. There may be more things that you don't understand to the situation, or they may not understand. And that may be the problem to solve over the next three to six months. It takes, we plant seeds, it takes some time. Here's another lie that we tell ourselves. It will never work out. How many times have you told yourself that? Now, my friend, we talk a lot about the growth mindset here on the show. Is that belief a growth mindset belief or a fixed mindset belief? It will never work out. Of course, we don't know if that's the case. Like go out and try, commit to the best case scenario. You're already committed to the worst case scenario before you even try. It's too late for me. Oh my gosh. Part of the reason I started this show back in 2006 was I had that belief. It's too late for me. Well, obviously it wasn't too late. I created the show. It created a new profession in my life. I've created so much. It wasn't too late. Now here's the thing, because some of you may say, oh, but see, Corinne, look at what you created out of that belief. No, no, no. I had that belief. That was an obstacle was my belief of it's too late for me. My life is over right? I think I thought that at 27, my life was over. This is as good as it gets. You might as well suck it up. And then again, in 2006, however old I was at that point, I think I was 34. And yes, I was 34. And 
I overcame that belief and it what became to, why not me? You know, and I'm going to go and experiment. I'm going to try this out. I only thought I would do six episodes and here I am 12 years later, or just about 12 years later into the show. It's worked out, but I had to let go of that belief, that lie that I was telling myself, it's too late for me. I had another client this week, or maybe it was last week, and she said, oh, but Corinne, will we ever recover from my behavior? And that, my friend, is a crappy question to ask ourselves, and it's a lie that we tell ourselves. Of course, we can overcome our obstacles. Success is not about never making a mistake. We make mistakes. Sometimes the best of us doesn't show up, especially when we act from a place of fear and shame. And then it's about building and learning and growing. And that is how we overcome. And that is why we can recover. We are way more resilient and the people around us are resilient too. And if they can't let it go, it really has more to do with them than with you. I don't have time is a lie that we love to go on about. I don't have time. And isn't it great? You say, I don't have time. And how many times are people sitting on social media? I mean, I do this too, right? Or, you know, just numbing on their phones. We have plenty of time. How do we choose to spend our time? So I don't have time is a lie we tell ourselves and it makes us believe there's not enough time and it leads us into scarcity. We never act well from a place of scarcity. I don't have enough money. I have worked with people at all income levels. And the thing about the money is it's not about how much dollar amounts you make because I've had clients who make multiple six figures, not have enough. And I have clients who make, you know, five figures in the mid five figures and have plenty. So I don't have enough money is a lie. Get to what is the number and is there a gap between the number and what it is that you need to live on and that you want to live on, which are two very different things. And if there's a gap, then what can you do to lessen the gap? It's really mathematical. It's very simple, but I don't have enough money is a lie we tell ourselves and it doesn't help us solve the problem. Here was one of my favorites that I indulged in for a long time and I wasn't even aware of it. It was just something I believed because of the turmoil I went through growing up as a child. So I probably came about when I was a teenager, maybe about when I was 12 and I was kind of aware that we didn't have money and that we were poor and we lost our home. And, um, and it cultivated through college of money doesn't happen to people like me because I believed I was a loser from loser street and that's why we struggled financially right? Money doesn't care about if you're a good person or a bad person. It really doesn't. And it was a lie I told myself. And the only thing that did was it allowed me to hate money. It allowed me to indulge in the drama of money. It allowed me to not believe that I I could ever be good at making money. Those were all lies that I told myself. And I created evidence for that for a period of time until I changed that belief. Because money doesn't care if you're a good person or a bad person. So money doesn't happen to people like me was a huge lie. And I had to become aware of it before I could change it. And that's really about owning our stories. The other one is, I love this one as a lie because it's so subtle, right? Years ago, I had a friend who's going to Italy and she's like, oh my God, Corinne, this is a once in a lifetime trip. It's amazing. It's once in a lifetime, you know, and she wanted to be so perfect. That was a huge lie she was telling herself. 
Her husband was very successful. They, I knew they were going to go on this trip again because it was just a math problem if they wanted to set aside this money in the future to go, right? And so this was probably about 10 years ago. And she was like, this is a once in a lifetime trip, which only created scarcity, which only triggered perfection in her. And I don't know if it was like the last year or two, they went back. So I knew it wasn't a once in a lifetime trip. So don't put that because you never know what's going to happen. And if that's something you want to create again in the future, you can create that, right? So you're going to have to make sure that you commit to it and have a deadline because otherwise sometimes we can put things off. But this is a once in a lifetime trip. It seems like a really subtle lie, but it's a lie that we tell ourselves. Another one is, I'll never have enough money, right? Going back to the money thing. How do you know? You never know that. And so it's so important to stop lying to yourself because again, if money is a math problem, right? And when I mean a math problem, not like a problem, but it's like two plus two equals four, one plus three equals four. Oh goodness, one and a half plus two and a half equals four, right? It's a math problem. How do you want to get to that final number? That's all you have to think about money and then go and take action. One of the things that my swimmers love to tell me, these are like fourth through sixth graders, but they love to have this indulgent thing when we talk about a certain race and stuff. And I tell them like, they come to me, what do we need to do? And I tell them and they're like, look at me and they go, Corinne, I'm going to die. And so I just now play along with this lie they'd like to tell themselves. And I say, oh, well, that will be fantastic because I don't have a death story yet. Right. And I use a little bit of its humor, obviously. And they look at me like astounded because they've realized they've now caught the slide they were telling themselves. Now, of course, we're all going to die. We don't need to indulge in it. And so think about do you use that story to give yourself permission to get out of something, maybe of going all in instead of like, what is your truth? So I ask you those are a bunch of examples of lies that. A lot of people tell themselves, they've been my clients, myself, my friends, my athletes, right? What are your lies? Because until you can dissolve them and move away from them, first you have to own them. You have to be aware of what they are and then own them, no matter how silly they may be. Don't worry about it. There's no need to judge it. Be compassionate. What are your lies? And then you may be saying, but Corinne, how do I know if it's a lie? Okay, this is really, really simple and do not stray from this. You want to check in. So like with the example of, we'll say, I don't have time, right? Is that true? Ask yourself, is that really, really true? And here's the constraint around this. You have to answer yes or no. No long stories. Whenever I ask my my clients and I challenge them on the lies that they're telling themselves, I ask them, is that really true? They like to go into these really long stories with all this evidence, right? And I'm like, no, no, it's really simple. Is it true or not true? Which one is it? And they don't want to say it's not true because they do kind of believe in it. But really, is it true or is it not true? Like you can say, I don't have time. Maybe it's you don't want to spend time with this friend at coffee, Or maybe it's you don't want to spend your time picking weeds out of your front lawn. That's the truth. But to say I don't have time is probably not the truth. And we don't want to have a relationship with ourselves where we're telling ourselves lies. So ask yourself, is it true? Is it absolutely true? And use that constraint of the answer can only be yes or no. Okay, if it is true, say maybe it is true of I don't have enough money to go to Italy. Okay. So now you have an obstacle to practice overcoming. 
right? And it starts with that belief. Like I don't have enough money to go to Italy. Okay. Well, how much money will you need? This is an obstacle to overcome. And then you tell yourself like, I don't have enough money right now to go to Italy and I'm figuring it out. Or I don't have enough money right now to go to Italy and I'm going to take on a second job to create an Italy fund, right? It can even be as simple as I can do it. I can overcome. I can do hard things. And this one girl who I'm coaching right now, she's eight, but I think she started swimming with us when she was five. She was a little monster and, um, Little Monsters, it's a really small group. It's pre-swim team and they're learning how to swim and they're not water, not that my water safety is a pretty high standard, but, and her mom and I were talking after the summer and I thought, yeah, I think she could try, you know, swimming in the big monsters and that's with our older kids. And we we were both a little, you know, mom was nervous and I, I wasn't totally confident in it. The daughter driving over is like, mom, I am strong. I am capable. I am strong. I am capable. Now you have to understand this girl had to hold that kickboard for her dear life. Like, cause if she let go of that, she wouldn't stay afloat and she held on tight and she just kept telling herself, I am strong. I am capable. And she became the person she needed to be in order to create that result of being in the group. Right. And now she's swimming and we're working on her proficiency and her air exchange and she keeps getting better, but we don't worry about her letting go of the kickboard anymore. But this is what happened, you know, a few years ago. So if If you have a belief that is true, then it's own the story, right? And it's an obstacle for you to overcome. And then what is a new belief you can reframe it to? If the story is truly a lie, which most of them are, then what is your truth, right? What is your truth? Her truth was, I am strong. I am capable. She didn't say, I know how to swim because that was a big fat lie. But she said, I am strong. I am capable. And she knew, hold on to that kickboard. So I know we get so upset when other people lie to us. However, we lie to ourselves so frequently and we don't even notice it. And the show here today is to help you create an awareness about the lies we tell ourselves. Because ultimately, what is the relationship you want to have with yourself? That is the most important relationship because what your relationship with yourself is, is what you're able to give to other people. If you have the ability to love yourself, you have more love to give to others. If you have the ability to have compassion for yourself, you have more compassion to give to others. You cannot give what you don't have. And when you create a relationship with yourself where you are lying and you create distrust, you insides know it. Your body knows when you lie. I actually do this exercise with my clients where we can do body testing, muscle testing to see, am I telling myself the truth or am I lying? Our bodies know. And my friend, is that the relationship you want to cultivate with yourself? Because it does matter. You know, I know we want to trust ourselves and you do that by telling yourself the truth. And that's so important. And then you check in with those who've earned the right to hear it. So you may say, look, hmm, Maybe I do want to take a nap, but that doesn't mean I'm lazy. It just means that my body needs to rest and then I'll get back up. Let me check in with somebody who has earned the right to hear my story and I can be vulnerable with them and say, you know, I just, there are days that I get really tired and I need to take a nap for 30 minutes. Do you think that's me being lazy? Or you can even say, do you think that I'm a lazy person, right? And ask them what they think because They may not think, they may be like, what are you talking about? You've got all this stuff going on. I don't even know how you do it, 
right? That may be the story that they have of you. So it's really important that you check in with somebody who's earned the right to hear it. And your first person is you because you need to hear your stories and check in with somebody who is in your support seats, who's cheering you on, who is going to be loving. They're going to be compassionate and they're going to tell you the truth. They're not going to just tell you what they think you want to hear, but they're going to tell you the truth. You don't want to be talking to the critics, to the haters who are going to try to bring you down because that's not effective or the people who want you to live by their rules. We want to talk to the people who are in your support seats. And that can help you get really clear about what are the lies and what are my truths. And it could be that, you know, it's like, I'm not a lazy person. I used to worry about that quite a bit. But there are definitely days that I like to do nothing. There are days that sometimes my husband's really, you know, he's like the energizer bunny, but he will come home and I'd be like, I have not left the house the entire day. And I just embrace it. And I love it because I know I need that kind of downtime. I really own what works for me instead of comparing to what he does and what I do, because that's not effective. So I like to have you know downtime on the weekends. I like to have non-working days. That's really important to me. And so if that means I stay home for the day, that's fantastic. It works for me. It may not work for him. So remember this of the lies that we tell ourselves, they help us destroy our self-trust with ourselves. And if we destroy our self-trust with ourselves, we're going to have a hard time trusting other people, right? Because we don't trust ourselves. You can't give what you don't have. Work on telling yourself the truth, checking in. Is it true? If it's not true, tell yourself the truth. Create that relationship with yourself where you tell yourself the truth. And then have those people around you who are on your inner circle for that particular arena where you they can also check in and give you their opinion. And again, it's their opinion. And then you've got to go back and check in with you. It's not about being arrogant. It's not about being overly confident, but it's about stopping lying to yourself. You have beautiful truths inside of you. Start telling yourself the truth and realize that some of your flaws are obstacles for you to overcome. It's okay. We can stop beating ourselves up, tell ourselves honestly what's going on and what it is that we believe. Are you asking yourself, okay, Corinne, what do I do next? Well, it's fall, at least if you're listening to this right now, soon after I record, and it's the fall season time. And so you know what I did the other night? is I set up my TiVo to make sure all my shows were recorded because I don't want to miss them. I'm very impatient and I don't want to sit around watching them on demand and then having to wade through the commercials. And you can do that with podcasts. Go to the link in the show notes and subscribe to this show, How She Really Does It, so you automatically get all the shows to your phone. You have a lot of brain juice for other things. Let's not do use your brain juice to go and chase after the show. Just hit subscribe and it'll be automatically put into your phone. Also, it's that time again. I'm asking you to share your voice. Leave a review of the show. Tell me and the other people who are looking at the show what you love. Your voice matters. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.